We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peratch, and we are down a teammate. You would think that Sarah Kelleher would never miss an opportunity to talk to the Packers, talk to you guys about the Packers, but no, alas, she is not with us today. It's Dusty, Evely, and I. And uh, Dusty, I mean, we have to make fun of Sarah, right? Because she is not here with us tonight because she is watching the Bachelor finale is that right is it the bachelor not the bachelorette i don't even it is, know it is the bachelor uh i honestly man like i i want to i want to make fun of her a lot for it uh and i may later in secret but if you've noticed there's a lot of people on sports twitter that are huge into the bachelor and i feel like saying anything would bring more fire down on us than if we didn't say anything so i don't know i support her decisions i guess is that good i think Oof. that's good Started already starting off by arguing with me. I like it. Uh, no, no, she's selfish and petty. And I would just like to point out to everybody that is listening that Dusty takes time off, Sarah takes time off, but I am here every damn week for all of you. You know, I missed a few weeks here. You, it was like three weeks ago. I feel like it was not that long ago. <laughs> no, I did. I I made it onto that podcast. I wasn't. Oh, you did. Yeah, I was thinking about that one. I was thinking about that one. You did make it onto that one, kind of. Yeah, with Schneidman. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. So I did not miss that one. And uh, I'll be missing it in two weeks anyway, but. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Most of the time I'm here. Mm-hmm. So we've got. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a fun today. We're going to do some NFL free agency predictions since we are roughly about a week away from. The, um, what is it called? The legal tampering period opening up, which is, so uh, uh, I mean, so it's, it's, and I, I've got quite the dad joke for you. It's, it's quite the, uh, the oxy dusty for you. <clears throat> you, you know what I did there? Yeah. Like it'll laugh for you, Steve. If I can laugh for you, you feel good about, you feel good about yourself to you. Yeah. Considering I thought about it like two days ago. <laughs> And then I made a note in my phone because I knew I'd forget about it. <laughs> you, like, stopped at a red light. And you're just like, nope, nope, too good, too good. I have to write it down. <laughs> I have to write it down. So I just wanted to go over um, 
basically the timeline of everything that's going on uh, for the next week as far as free agency, franchise tags, all that kind of stuff. Um, so everybody's kind of up to date because the NFL somehow pushed back the uh, deadline for the franchise franchise tag. I don't really understand how they just did that. In do the NFL, man, they do anything they want. I guess, I guess. So basically, now here's the new up to date um, schedule for the next week or so, right up until free agency begins. So we've got Saturday at midnight Eastern Standard Time is the deadline for the players to vote on the proposed CBA. Then we got Monday at midnight is the deadline for applying the franchise tag or the transition tag. Uh, Monday at noon is going to be the legal tampering window opening up. And then Wednesday at 4 p.m. is free agency officially opening up. So just so you guys know, so we, we will record on Tuesday night. So hopefully we'll have some, you know, pretty healthy rumors to discuss and, you know, link, you know, there'll be all sorts of tweets coming out and all sorts of stuff like that. So, very exciting stuff coming around, and it also came out today that with all of the Packers signings of from last free agency, there were no compensatory picks for the Packers this year. Not super shocking. No, but it's a brave new world, man. I mean, that used to be this time of year. That was everyone was just it was it was on pins and needles, man. It was how many are they going to get? How many of these picks are going to get? It's just it's a different era, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I mean. Looking at it next year, they might be able to pick up one or two, um, depending on who all leaves and who they all sign, bring in. But um, overall, it's just it, this is this is when it kind of gets really exciting, and then it leads right into you know mock drafts becoming a little bit more accurate because now some yeah. teams have filled needs with free agents, so you kind of everything is becoming a little bit clearer in the the off season, and we're kind of moving through the the fog of what was the NFL offseason and now getting into some of the good stuff. So it's going to be really fun. But, uh, Dusty, what we talked about doing today, just having some fun and going through, well, like roughly 20-ish of the top free agents. Yeah. yeah. We started, we started, with, we started yeah, with 30 and then uh, we willed it down. I didn't count the final number. So <laughs> I guess if we could count them now, but I don't really want to because that's bad radio. So, yeah, 20-ish. Let's say 20-ish. So, yeah, 20-ish of the top free agencies, and we're going to do some predictions for everybody. So you know how well that works, so everybody can just make fun of us the next week when uh, when we're completely wrong on most of this stuff. But this list is an interesting one, at least. I think I got it from Sporting News, but uh, just kind of give us a good overall overall look at the free agents. But the first name on the list was Dak Prescott, which I didn't really love in general as him being the number one free agent. But whatever, I digress. He's going to be on this list no matter what. So I think he's staying in Dallas. I don't think he's going anywhere. A a quarterback that's 26 who's done well in the league, like you just you don't want to let him go. What do you think? Yeah, I mean that's basically it. I mean I think they're they're stuck. <laughs> they're stuck in a spot where they kind of have to pay him. I mean they they paid um, they paid Ezekiel Elliott, which they. <laughs> Should not have done. Should not have paid Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but, you know, they've got enough of a core. Like, you can squint and say, okay, they've got enough of a core where we, you know, windows in the NFL are a fickle thing. And if they feel like that they have enough of a window now to kind of go for it uh, because they've got kind of the talent around everyone except the quarterback to do that, which I think, again, you can squint and kind of see some of that with, you know, so where some of the defenses and where some of the offenses and say, well, all we need, all we need at this point is is our quarterback. Well, they kind of have to pay Dak because all they've got is, I mean, you can. There's other free agents we're going to talk about, but their backup right now is Cooper Rush. Like Cooper Rush is not not that dude. And there's not a whole lot of guys who, with a <laughs> exactly um, that have a realistic chance of of making it to actual free agency or to the point where Dallas can pay them. So I feel like they're going to pay Dak. They're going to overpay Dak because that's what the market says, uh, and in like a couple years when they don't make the Super Bowl and all these guys start getting expensive and not as good, they're going to have a down period of a few years because they're going to be in salary cap hell. But that's like, that's just the Cowboys being the Cowboys. So it's hard for me to see a scenario where Prescott's not back with the Cowboys. I don't think it's, I don't, it's not a great move for them to, for him to be back there, but I also don't feel like they have any other options at this point. All right. Uh, so we're going to flip flop back and forth here. So, um, 
just just because I guess. So Steve, we're gonna head on this next one. And uh, number two on this list, we actually have someone you probably would feel a little better at at number one uh, if you're not a big <laughs> fan of Dak, and that would be uh, Chris Jones, the defensive tackle from the Chiefs. So what are you feeling on him? Yeah, I think the Chiefs have way too many high price people on their team right now. I think he's gone. I, I'm sure they'd love to keep him around because he's a highly talented young defensive tackle, but I feel like he's gone, and to me, one of the most logical places for him to go is going to be Baltimore. I think they they just lost um, Yonda. There was it, I think he's a right guard, I'm not sure. Right guard, left guard, one of the two. But, um, so his money's coming off the books. That's about $7 million, and I think we saw Track that they were going to be sitting at about $37 million of free uh, free agency money. And they're also going to be losing Matthew Judon, most likely. And so I figure, you know what? If you're losing an edge, great way to uh, bolster that defensive line is grab the best defensive tackle possible and a, and a younger one than Judon at that. So uh, I would say giving him like 16, 17, 18 million seems over four or five years would be something they could do. And you know they like to, uh, in Baltimore, like to get the, the, the really talented defensive players. So to me, it seems like a really good fit. Yeah, it seems like that, that. That I mean, you said that, and I was a little mad that I didn't think of that. <laughs> they don't have a ton of cap space, but they, they do have enough to fit them on if they feel like it, and that would just would fit their identity perfectly. I went a different way. Um, I just look straight at the money, which is kind of what I did with a couple of these guys. So I was looking at uh, using Spotrack and looking at uh, the cap space going into next year, and just seeing who's got the most. The mo- <laughs> it's just insane to me. Um, the Bills currently have $168 million in cap space. Now, they don't have a ton of guys signed, but that's a ton of cap space. And they also have a young enough core to where I feel like right now, and especially with – right now, and we don't know, we're going to get to him in a little bit, the uncertainty around Tom Brady, uh, they might see an opening a little bit and might want to go for it. Uh, Buffalo seems like a team that's really building their identity around, uh, around the running game, which we'll get to a little later, and also the defense. So – Adding Chris Jones to that Bills defense is absolutely terrifying, uh, and they have the money to do it. So right now, I've got I've got Chris Jones uh, heading up to Buffalo. All right, we'll go with the top wide receiver on the market, twenty five year old playing in Dallas the past couple seasons, Amari Cooper. Dusty, where do you think he's going to go? I think he's staying in Dallas. I, I, I originally thought he was going somewhere else just because of the money. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys find a way, get a little creative. Again, find a way to pay him, and then they're banking on that, that offensive core of uh, Dak, Cooper, and, and Zeke getting them, putting them in contention, putting them in the Super Bowl conversation uh, You know, for the next, we'll say, two to three years or something. I don't think, that, I don't think that's realistic, but I'm not here to make decisions for the Cowboys. I think it's great if they pay all this money to all these guys and then find themselves strapped for cash down the line. But yeah, I think I, I originally had him going somewhere else. And the more I thought about it, it was like they're they're going to find a way to bring him back. And I don't know that it's the smartest decision, but that offense. The thing, if you could pay one of those three guys, you pay Dak and Cooper, and then you don't pay Zeke. The fact that they paid Zeke first kind of kills the rest of this stuff. I feel like, but. That's I don't know that's that's kind of where they're at and I feel like the offense without Cooper they just don't have anyone like Cobb is walking uh, I, that would make I think Michael Gallup their number one unless they sign someone else you know, wide receivers Gallup, are Gallup's expensive. Gallup's a great number two. Gallup's ter- I love Gallup terrific mm-hmm. number two but if he's your number one that offense just simply is not as good so I I, I feel like he's back in Dallas what do you think um, I'm also very confused you what what's wrong with what's wrong with paying Zeke he was a Pro Bowler this year yeah he's... <laughs> Buddy, he sure was. Listen, uh, for me, speaking personally, yes, I, I think the Cowboys should have paid him He's even more money. Yeah. yeah, pay him more money. Well, I don't know what all this is about. Yeah, I think I think Cooper's staying put. I think uh, Jerry Jones is too proud to have given up a first-round draft pick for him and then letting him walk. So I figure uh, between him and Dak, one way or the other, they're going to um, franchise tag one of them pay the other and then figure it all out from there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the way that they would go. Yeah. So, so we'll go. Uh, so our next one up then is uh, this one. I think it's easy for me, probably easy for you. Uh, Drew Brees, quarterback with the Saints. What do you got? 
Yeah, stay in New Orleans. Like, if he's not retiring, that I don't think there's any other place he's going to go. So we're not getting into um, the uh, we're, we're not getting down to Bridgewater in this conversation. But do you like? Is there any chance they liked enough what they saw in Bridgewater last year to bring Bridgewater back as their quarterback of the future, or do they just ride it out with Breeze right now? I think they ride it out. With, I mean, they put a first. A first-round tender on Taysom Hill. Yeah, future Hall of Famer Taysom Hill. That's right, Steve. Oh, yeah, exactly. The Packers <laughs> were fools. They're like, oh, the fools. Fool. Fools, I tell you. Yeah. I, know, I, like, I can't see them having those three again. And have, I mean, somebody's going to pay Bridgewater, and I can't believe that they will pay Drew Brees $25 million. They'll, they, they won't pay Bridgewater. I mean, on an open market, could, what do they have him as a track? Like 10 to 15, somewhere in there, probably? I know earlier, and I haven't looked at it in a little bit, I know that earlier he was as they were thinking like 25, which seems too high. Ooh. That seems That's too high. Like, I was kind of thinking somewhere between 15 to 20 for Bridgewater. I mean, I feel like somebody that might move on from one of their quarterbacks, you know, a Tampa Bay or the Chargers, somebody like that, might throw that kind of money, like somewhere in that range of that kind of money to him. So, yeah. Um, I think I think he wa I think Bridgewater walks um, and then yeah very very simple I think Drew Brees stays yeah I'm with you I think I think there's a case to be made I think you, I could make a case with how Bridgewater looked last year that with his age it makes more sense to pay him but I also don't know that Bridgewater is that dude for like 16 games that he can do what Brees does and the Saints are in a position right now where again windows are fickle man and if the Saints feel like they've got the talent to win now and they've got an elite quarterback for one or two more years, even though he's like in his forties. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to see a situation where they go, no, Drew Brees, we do not want you. You go back to San Diego and we want to keep Teddy Bridgewater. See, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Brees to the saints as well. Um, yeah. All right. Next aging quarterback, Mr. Tom Brady of the Patriots. Let's uh, let's have all the conspiracy theories start there, Dusty. What you got? Yeah, so I have him leaving. Uh, I've got him going to San Diego. Uh, there's the there, there was a report, ESPN report, a few years back about the uh, the rift in New, in New England between uh, Belichick, Brady, and uh, and I don't, I'm blanking on uh, the owner's name right now. The guy Kraft. who yeah, Kraft, the guy who goes to Florida. You know, <laughs> you, you you know, Steve, <laughs> Mr. Rubbentug. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're familiar with his work. Uh, so I, I, I have a feeling my conspiracy theory is that all of those reports were absolutely 100 percent true, but everyone was like so pissed off that it got out of the building. They're like, you know what? No, we're keeping this core together for like another three years just to prove that guy wrong. Uh, but now I feel like Brady's at an age. I feel like he feels like. This is, I mean, this is his last payday. He wants to play till he's 45. Given what we saw last year, he's clearly not going to pay until, play until he's 45. And I feel like the Patriots are smart enough to not pay him, regardless of who they have, to not make a commitment to him and know, okay, the future starts now. We need to figure this out. We don't, we do, we don't want to put this on with Brady because we're at the end of the line. So I feel like it's kind of a two-way thing. Brady feels like he has something to prove, and the Patriots feel like they need to start the future right now. So that's that's where we're at. So I feel like he's going to the Chargers. Uh, he li- he's Ooh, been living in California okay. for a long time. Uh, the the one I really liked was the Niners because if they if they're not sold on Garoppolo and he was childhood oh, team, wow. but I don't feel like they're doing that. I think I think with with Rivers gone, again I feel like the Chargers feel like they have a window. I don't feel like they have a window, but I think they think well we've got another couple of years. So let's bring in Brady. And it's going to end disastrously, but that's where I'm going with it. Brady to Brady to uh, the Chargers. It's going to say San Diego, but it's, it is Los Angeles. Where do you got him, Steve? <laughs> I think he's staying. I think egos are gonna uh, kind of rule the uh, the whole room, and I think Kraft is gonna jump over Belichick and just give Tom Brady a blank check for two years. I think he's gonna be like, "What is it gonna take? Three, two years, sixty million, two years, sixty-five, seventy. What does it take?" And he's gonna write the check, and I think it's gonna piss off Belichick to no end. And I think whenever Belichick's contract is up, then he's just gonna retire. I think it's good. It's like the end of the era is coming, um, and they're all just gonna turn into whiny old old white dudes together. Um, God, I but like yeah, that. I like that better. I like, mm-hmm. I like that better. Just everything crashes and burns around them while they smile. I like that. I mean, they're all rich. It's fine for them. They'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's a good point. It's a real good point. All right. Uh, heading on to another name here uh, outside the quarterback room. 
Um, we are going with uh, Jadavia and Cloudy. Where where you got Cloudy going? You know, the, everybody's kind of linked. There's been a lot of people linked to him. Um, the one that I saw that at least interested me the most, I thought, uh, with a team that has a deep history of throwing money at free agents and it not <laughs> working out well, uh, the New York Giants. So he's been linked to them. That said that he's on uh, – the, the Giants are on his list. He's on their list. Uh, so it just seems like it might be kind of going that way. Um, I don't have a lot else to say. I mean, he's a talented guy. Like the numbers, he doesn't rack up, but he's always a presence, which is a good thing. But I don't know, going to a bad Giants team again, like is that something he's really going to be happy with? I'm sure the paycheck will help, but <laughs> – the Giants seem like uh, they'll throw they'll throw the bag of money at anybody who's a big name defensive end, so makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I've I've got him staying in Seattle. I feel like maybe that's boring, but they've got a little bit of cap space to play with, and they uh, I think last year you saw like when he was healthy, he said the the numbers weren't there, but the games when he took over, he took over. Mm-hmm. Like he can be he can be enough of a nuisance and do enough damage by himself on a game to game basis. But you can also just have him a three-game run where he absolutely just tilts everything in favor of the defense, just an unblockable, unstoppable force. And I feel like they saw that for they saw that last year. The Seattle Seahawks uh, are not the defense that we've come to know over the past, you know, seven years or so. And I and I feel like they know that. And Clowney, there was a huge difference on defense when Clowney was on the field versus off the field. And so I feel like they, they think, again, if we want to talk about windows, they feel like they've got a window now, but they need enough of a presence on defense to kind of to make that make sense. Uh, so I think he's, I think they, they see that, and they're taking the bad with the good, but just hoping that the good, that those hot streaks hit at the right time. Uh, so I think I think he's in Seattle just because – when he's, I mean, when he's on, he makes any defense better. When he's on, he makes that defense just absolutely terrifying, as opposed to uh, kind of middle of the road at this point. So, let's move on to uh, another Cowboys player that apparently they just don't need to pay their homegrown cornerbacks, Byron Jones. This is baffling to me. Like honestly, I would have thought he would have been the first guy they would want to pay, maybe outside of Dak, but. Um, yeah, they're letting the 27-year-old quarterback cornerback walk. Um, Dusty, where do you think they're going? So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm actually going to the Raiders. They had. I do oh. not. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I remember we talked about this when the Packers played the Raiders this past year, and it didn't really get any better. Like their best corner by Football Outsiders success metric, I think their first, their best corner was. 125th in the league or something like that. Like that's a team that it was better this past year than uh, I know. uh, Personally, I expect them to be, I don't know how anyone else, but better than I expect them to be this year under, under Gruden. I feel like they are poised. They're poised to, to possibly take a leap or crash and burn this year. And I feel like they know that, and this is a great area of need for them and they've got some money. So I think for them, I think Byron Jones, Byron Jones makes a lot of sense just in a secondary. That was just, absolutely abysmal last year this doesn't this doesn't make them contenders like this specific <laughs> mood does not make them contenders but it's a huge area of need for them that that makes them better on that side of the ball so i think it makes a lot of sense to have them there where do you have them going to philadelphia um, okay <laughs> yeah you can say the same thing that i said about the raiders like pretty <laughs> much the the best way i could describe philadelphia's cornerback room and i feel like their wide receiver room was like me playing, uh, you know, like a World of Warcraft or (laughs) any type of, like, online game where it requires you to use your left and your right thumb to, like, run and aim a gun because as soon as I get spawned into an area, I die. Like, that is what happened to their entire cornerback team. It's what happened to their their wide receiver Mm -hmm. group. They just, as soon as they stepped out, they're like, I broke my ankle. Oh, my God. So... (laughs) I think like they need a top tier guy that's proven he can stay healthy. That's kind of what they want. So uh, taking Byron Jones to the Eagles. All right. Um, All right. So next up, we got uh, this is a fun one, Steve. Uh, this is Hunter Henry, tight end, currently with the Chargers. A very talented man. Where you got him? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Indianapolis. They've got a lot of money. Uh, it's a little foreboding for where I feel his 
his uh, old quarterback is going to go as well. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, you know, they've got the money, they've got the need, and if they do uh, bring in a uh, a quarterback that has some experience uh, and some familiarity with him, I think that'd just be a great fit. Um yeah, I mean, pretty simple. I mean, if he could stay healthy, he's really talented. It's just a matter of actually staying on the field. So I know he'd been linked to the Packers at some time. Um, a couple other guys had been as well. But overall, yeah, I think uh, Indiana's got a huge bag of money to throw around, and I think some of that gets sprinkled over to Hunter Henry. What about you? So we talked about these, some of these, not all of these. We talked about some of these before we started recording. And your response to me on this one was, are you saying that just to piss people off? And I swear <laughs> that I am not. I swear that I am not. I've got Hunter Henry going to Chicago, and my reasoning is uh, they've said – now, whatever. You take what a GM says with a grain of salt, and they say, like, I believe in this man. But they're <laughs> picking up the fifth-year option on Trubisky, right? And they say they believe in him, and he's their starter going in and blah, blah, blah. So whatever. If you want to buy he's actually the starter, that's fine. That's fine. Believe it or don't believe it. I'm going to choose that they actually do believe it, that they want Trubisky to succeed. They traded up for him. They want him to succeed there, and it makes a lot of sense if, that, that they want that. So a quarterback's best friend, if he I also want a million dollars. Yeah, that doesn't always work. <laughs> talk to someone else. I am not your man. <laughs> like, I feel like, like a quarterback's best friend, if it's if it's a guy trying to find his footing, that's a guy that it struggles with accuracy a little bit, can be a, a tight end. a Either, you know, a field-stretching guy, but also a guy who can – you know, do some damage as kind of a security blanket. I think like a healthy Hunter Henry does that about as well as anyone on the market right now. So I'm going to say, and then even if you don't buy, there's rumors now of Andy Dalton being traded to Chicago. Even if you, even if you want to go that route, that also helps Dalton. Dalton had very good times when, when Eifert was healthy. So I feel like a healthy and good and dynamic tight end Maybe not healthy because Henry's had issues with that. But a dynamic tight end makes a lot of sense whether they stay with uh, Trubisky or go with Dalton. So I'm going to go Hunter Henry in Chicago. Everyone, please remember, at Dusty Evely. Yeah, it's fine. At me. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be wrong. It's cool. It's cool. cool. Come at at me, bro. Um, (laughs) All right, so the next one. Do you even tweet, bro? (laughs) The next one is uh, uh, Derek Henry. So we got two Henrys in a row. Next one is Derek Henry, Steve. Uh, I'm going to the team who has a buttload of cap space, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know they've got Devin Singletary, but, again, if you can put him and Derrick Henry together, it uh, makes Josh Allen's life even easier. They've got so much money that even though the Titans have a lot of money, they can outbid for him. And, I mean, you get that kind of running back in his prime, um, you can ride him out for another three, four years and then toss him to the curb like like the NFL likes to do. And uh, I don't know. It seems like a good fit to me. So what do you think? Yeah, I feel like the Titans had success this past year. They clearly had success this past year. Um, more success than they were hoping for. And I feel like when, when you have a team that has not had a ton of success – uh, that then finds themselves where they do that and a couple guys up and especially like, key pieces in there, uh, they go ahead and say, hey, we need to keep this together. And then it's usually the bad, the wrong idea. It's a bad, bad thing to do. But it seems like it happens, especially with teams like this. So I think he's staying in Tennessee. I think, okay. and, I'm, and I'll talk about this a little more later, but I feel like they liked what they did. They're going to try to run it back uh, this next year, and it's not going to go nearly as well. But with Derrick Henry, especially the playoff run he went on, uh, I, I think they're – I think they're going to throw money at Derrick Henry. I think it's the wrong decision, but I think that's where they're going. Uh, so, Steve, you alluded to this one earlier. Uh, I guess we kind of know. Uh, but Philip Rivers, we got Philip Rivers next. Yeah, I'm taking an indie. I mean, I think they've got Jacoby Brissett, but I think they paid him pretty much like backup money. It was like two years, $15 million or something like that, if I'm remembering right. Mm. Um, and then they've got a lot of cap space. They've got a talented core. They've got a good offensive line. Like, wouldn't hurt to give Philip Rivers, um, you know, a, a talented tight end to go there, and he's got T.Y. Hilton. I mean, it still blows my mind whenever he runs. He looks like Woody from Toy Story. That's the only thing I can ever think of whenever <laughs> I see him move. It's like herky-jerky, like, oh, my God, just cracks me up. But, um, yeah, I think that move makes a lot of sense for everyone involved, give them like a two-year deal and uh, see what they can do, see if they can bring a championship to Indy. I don't think it will happen, but 
that gives him a better shot than Jacoby, uh, than Brissett does. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm the same exact way you are. I think uh, that they're good young core, a lot of money. Things didn't go the, the way they wanted to this past year. And, you know, a big part of that was, was luck retiring. Uh, I think Brissett, I had hopes for Brissett. I feel like they did as well. And he showed some flashes, but just not quite enough. So I do feel yeah. like they've got enough pieces to where they are, you know, a quarterback away from, you know, I don't know if you want to say, like, Super Bowl contender, but division contenders, and you make it sure. to the playoffs, you know what happens. So I, I do feel like that, they, uh, that they're going to throw money at Rivers. And the funny thing to me on this, a lot of these you can see, you know, if someone doesn't – if we don't have someone going back to their team, a lot of that comes back to they don't have the money or something, you know, like that team maybe doesn't have the money or they're moving in a different direction. Like Los Angeles said goodbye to Philip Rivers immediately. <laughs> like we know for a fact he's not going back because they took out like full page ads and be like, no, so long sucker to like this guy. It, it, it's this whole situation is just insane to me with him. Good luck raising your 17 children somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, seriously. Uh, that moves us on to my favorite, favorite player of the free agent market is Corey Littleton, inside linebacker from the Rams, 26 years old. Dusty, what you got? I'm crossing so, my fingers. Come on. Tell me. <laughs> I know. Like, Littleton, I like Littleton fine. I know a lot of people have him going to Green Bay. I know that's that's, that's something I've seen. The, also, the going rate I've seen of him is, is somewhere around 12 to $13 million, which I know – I know that we want to get better at the inside linebacker position than, say, I don't know, Blake Martinez. But at what cost? At what cost, I ask you, Steve? And what I've talked about it before. I, I don't value that position the way I, the way that I think I'll, I know I know for a fact that you do. And so I, I feel like there are cheaper options or something. So I do not have going to Green Bay. I have him. I had a really hard time with this one. I actually have him going to the Chargers. Uh I think Denzel Perryman's leaving after next year. They don't really have good good inside linebacking core there. And uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is – and Perryman had been injured as well. So I feel like this is a situation where they're going to look to plug a hole for a guy they assume is leaving. They're going to go a year too early rather than the year they actually need him. So I have a feeling – I think it's either there or staying with the Rams. Either way, I think he's in L.A. Um, but I've, right now, yeah, I've got I've got him going to the Chargers. What do you got? Um, please, everyone listening, remember at Steve Perhatch because I have the Packers signing Corey Littleton. I think that solves a huge issue that they've had in the run game. It would solve a huge issue they have covering tight ends. Like, it's just, it's been such a sore spot. And obviously, if you've been listening to this for the last two years, you know that I've been beating the drum for an inside linebacker that can do everything. And honestly, this is it. Like, I, He's the best one on the market. He's still young. Uh, you can still draft one if one of them fall. One of the, the talented one falls to you. Like if there is a Murray or uh, or if there's a Queen that falls to you, like you can still get those guys and then pair them with them, give them a little time to to grow. But I don't know. I think that this is the one time that Goody's gonna throw some money at uh, an inside linebacker because he realizes that that's probably one of the biggest holes. That is the biggest hole on the defense at the minute. So I think that he goes to Green Bay, and I think I will be – I don't know what my celebration is going to be. I don't know if I would get kicked out of my subdivision if I did, like, a naked lap around the uh, – it probably would I don't know clear. if you would, but you should. I should. I should. I'll, I'll come up with something good. It won't be eating most stuff Oreos, but I'll come – if the Packers do sign Corey Littleton, I'll come up with a good celebration video. Good. Good, Steve. We, mm-hmm. we demand it of you. Um, I, I kind of I talked about this guy already, or kind of. I alluded to him, uh, but I will talk to him about him in a minute. Uh, Steve, Ryan Tannehill, he went to uh, Tennessee last year at a one-year prove-it deal, and he kind of proved it, I guess, depending who you talk to. Uh, where, where do you have him at? I think Tennessee is going to get royally screwed, and they're going to sign Ryan Tannehill and then get left holding the imaginary bag when Derrick Henry leaves. Uh, so I think he's going to stay in Tennessee, but I think he's not going to do well because, I mean, he thrived off of the fact that he had Derrick Henry. They did so unbelievably well off of play action, and that was their entire offense. Their passing game was predicated on that completely, so I think he stays in Tennessee. What about you? Yeah, I think he stays in Tennessee. I think, he, again, I think they pay Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and I think it's a colossally bad move. I was bigger on Tannehill, I think, than a lot of people – 
uh, during his his career in Miami, especially during the latter parts of his career in Miami. So I was kind of like, ah, oh, this that's a good sign by by Tennessee, which at the time it was. Now if they decide to pay him twenty five million and then they give Derrick Henry a whole bunch of money, that's that's Ooh. a bad that's a real bad move. Uh, but yeah, I think I think both both guys stay in Tennessee um, to the detriment of that team overall. Uh, let's move on to another guy who has been linked to the Packers or. Maybe his Packers fans want him to be there, but uh, A.J. Green, 31-year-old wide receiver for the Bengals, basically didn't play the whole year due to an injury, um, but he is a free agent. What do you think? I love A.J. Green. I've watched, you know, live, I live in SEC country, and then the closest NFL team to me is Cincinnati. So I have watched A.J. Green's entire career from college to the NFL, and I, I love him. I love the way he goes about his business. I love his skill set. Uh, I know there was rumors last year. I don't know that I've seen too much in free agency, but I've seen, you know there's rumors last year about him coming to Green Bay, uh, and I was all about a possible trade if he was going to be healthy, which he clearly was not. Yeah. Uh, I I would love to see him in Green Bay, but I don't think it's happening. Like this feels like a guy. It sounds like Cincinnati wants to keep him in Cincinnati, and I don't know that he really feels like leaving there. So I think this is a guy that's, uh, for better or worse, and I'm going to say worse just because that team is not really going anywhere. Uh, I think he's staying in Cincinnati. I think he's. I think he essentially retires in Cincinnati, which makes me sad to Ugh. say. Yeah. That sucks. But uh, yeah, completely agree with you. I'm, my best guess is he gets tagged. Uh, most likely, gets the franchise tag for one year, and then see if he can stay healthy. Like after somebody, a 31 year old wide receiver who was hurt for the entire year, why would you want to give him a multi year contract? Doesn't make much sense to me. But no, you want to no, keep no. him around for Joe Burrow. Um, kind of help him ease him in with the number and make sure he has a number one wide receiver all makes sense to me that that uh you would bring him back for sure for a year and then i mean maybe it's a two-year deal that they can get out uh, get out after one year that kind of stuff so yeah um but yeah i i don't see him going anywhere it's one of my favorite names steve one of my favorite names on this list whoa Jameis winston <laughs> famous Jameis. steve what do you got uh, I see him throwing 30 to 35 interceptions <laughs> for the L.A. Chargers. Nice. The L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I think, uh, Dusty, we talked a little bit before the show, and you said you could just, anytime you would watch a press conference for um, Arians, for Arians yeah. he would just, you could just legit see the, like, the hate coming out of his eyes. <laughs> I mean, he's got a quarterback who threw 30 interceptions. Like, he just had to just be pissed. And I think he lets him go. I think he lets him go. L.A. gives him some money. Hopefully the Lasix cures all the uh, issues that he had. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I think he's going to go to L.A. And then I think Teddy Bridgewater goes to Tampa Bay. You know, the thing I saw with the LASIK, and I didn't even think about this because I kind of forgot about it, was uh, when Bryce Harper was kind of making his way through the minors, he was he was in single or double. He was in low A ball, and he was hitting under 300. And then he realized he needed contacts, and he got contacts, and he started hitting 480, like, out the gate. Uh, where he's like, oh, he can see. Uh, listen, Jameis' problem is not his vision. It's never, been, it's never been his vision. It's not that he just can't see the guys. It's that he makes dumb decisions and he feels like he's better than he is. Um, so there's there's actually there's a couple different places I could see him going. The, the one of them that I just thought about, Steve, and I've not looked to see if it makes sense from a money perspective, would actually be Chicago. If they're looking at possible last year of Trubisky God. and I they want to go forward, I love it. We're going from Cutler to Trubisky to Winston. Wouldn't that just be amazing? I, I would consider buying a Winston Bears jersey to wear to Packers games just because oh, be... oh, I missed someone. I'm sorry, Steve. I forgot Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it makes sense for him to go there. It probably does not. It was a fun thought experiment I had while you were talking. Uh, I, I'm going to go New England. Uh, you know, I've got Brady going elsewhere. Uh, they they don't really have a good situation in place. And I feel like that Belichick is a guy who would say, I can take anyone and make them into, you know, at least a halfway decent quarterback, enough to enough to run what I want them to run. Uh, you know, Jameis is, is amazingly talented, very talented guy. Uh, just also very dumb. So I feel like Belichick may feel like I can limit his mistakes. He's got upside. And with honestly, with the quarterback market, we were going through this. There's not a ton of teams that I feel like need, need, need quarterbacks right now enough to pay for them. So you may be able to get him on a lower price. So Belichick may see this as a buy, buy low-ish option. 
Uh, so I would not be shocked to see him in New England. Chicago has $24 million in cap space. Oh, no. Okay, they're not going to get God, that kills my dreams, Steve. Yeah, it does. it does. Well, I mean, they've released a few players, and they might be able to do a couple other things. But, I mean, bring him in to compete with uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Holy God, could you imagine the uh, – I would I would figure out ways to listen to Chicago sports radio just for that. I mean, it would just be awesome. It would be great. It would be real, real great. Uh, okay, so we're going to jump to another running back local to uh, the University of Wisconsin from the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, 26 years old, free agent. What do you think? Uh, so you kind of went this route earlier with I don't remember who. Um, I'm going Bills because I think it was – was that Jones? No, it wasn't Jones. I had Jones there. Um, they have a boatload of money, as we talked about earlier. Their running back room currently, uh, you know, Frank Gore, but Frank Gore is done with his contract. Who knows if they bring him back? They've got Devin Singletary, who showed well, I think, in in, in limited time, limited snaps last year. I really like Devin Singletary. And TJ Yeldon are their other two that they have. So, again, who knows what happens with anything else. But I feel like Sean McDermott is like a old school, old school hard-ass, like, we got to run the ball, grr, grr, head coach. And, <laughs> and I feel like that's Melvin Gordon. I don't feel like anyone's going to, like, pay out the bank for Melvin Gordon, but the Bills are going to pay – more than they probably should because they can afford to and they want to run the ball and he gives them that option. So I'm I'm going I'm going Buffalo. What about you? Um I think I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. They've got roughly 60 million in cap space. Um and I'm trying to look up the depth chart, but HoustonTexans.com is not being very helpful for me. Uh, but I know they've got Lamar Miller, um, Carlos Hyde did well, Duke Johnson. But, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I feel like Melvin Gordon's better than all those guys. Well, uh, and actually, so I've got to pull it up right now. Uh, it looks like, from what I'm seeing, and i got to look at this a little bit more, Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde uh, may be done. Oh, okay. Like I think they are not under contract any longer, or at least they're you know restricted free agents or something. So yeah, basically he's an upgrade for them with Bill O'Brien being their head coach and GM now, and he has cap <laughs> space. Like I feel like he just wants to throw around that cash like crazy. So uh, I can see that happening. Him throwing like a nine ten million dollar deal at uh, per year for Melvin Gordon, like four years, forty million something crazy like that. And, uh, yeah, so I think Melvin Gordon to the Texans. Yeah, by the way, both Miller and Hyde, both are unrestricted free agents. Okay. So that makes so a lot does. of sense. Yeah. All right, uh, last one. I'm actually going to have you go first. Well, you are going first. I'm introducing you, Steve. Um, <laughs> this is our last one we're going for. Uh, Brashard Perryman, uh, wide receiver for the Bucks, uh, 26 years old. Steve, what you got? Uh, actually, I have him going to the Packers. I think uh, he is pretty much the answer to what the Packers need. I know a lot of people say Robbie Anderson's the way to go, but if you look at Spotrack for his projected contract, it's pretty, pretty insane to me. Um, that's, I mean, they're talking like $13 million for Robbie Anderson, something yeah, like that? Yeah, and I know that's, that's, that was kind of the going rate. That's what they kind of talked about earlier for him as well. So that stays, stays consistent with what I've been hearing as well, which is just, that's too much. It's too much. Um, so, I mean, if you kind of look at it, Rashad Behrman, he's, he's kind of gone through a couple of teams. He hasn't done everything very well, but what happened with him was he stepped in the last couple of games when I believe it was Mike Evans got injured, um, and for the Buccaneers and just went off. Like he is exactly what the Packers need. He has that straight line speed. He can line up on the outside. He can take the top off of a defense. He can be that guy that the Packers need um, as a number two opposite Devontae. And then you can use Alan Lazard. You can use MVS. You can use those guys and a draft pick as well. And all of a sudden you got a pretty, he would be a really good upgrade uh, as at number two. And then, I mean, money-wise, I think at Spotrack we had also seen it was roughly around $7 million. Mm-hmm. It feels much more palatable for the Packers. Uh, they can work with that. So I think that's where I'm going to go for that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really have a good spot for him, uh, but I love him going to the Packers, so let's go to the Packers. I, I had – I would kind of talk – Robbie Anderson, I know, was a, was a guy who also came up with trade deadline last year. 
as far as a, a possible Packers target, but the asking price was too high. I think the Packers actually did look in on him. They said the price was too high. So maybe free agency. And then, like you said, it's like $13 million. Like, absolutely not. But uh, Perryman, who ran like a like – that looked up a 4.25, uh, 40, uh, at, you know, at the Combine when he was coming out. Uh, that's that's absolutely love. Absolutely so, love. So let me just put this out there. So he stepped in, I believe it was the last three games as a full-time starter. Uh, first game was against Detroit. He had five receptions on six targets for 113 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, next game, he had seven receptions on 12 targets for 102 yards. And then the following game, he had five receptions for on eight targets for 134 yards and a touchdown. So given the, oppor- given the opportunity, he can put up numbers. And, I mean, um, he had Jameis Winston throwing the ball. If Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball, I feel even better. Yeah, agreed. I agreed. So yeah, this was uh, this was fun. Like it kind of gives you a good lead up right up into free agency. I'm sure somebody will write all this stuff down and then make fun of us later. But uh, I had a good time. I liked it. I like talking yeah, free agency fun. stuff. So got to mix in a little Packers news too. Um, hopefully by the time we are back next week, Sarah. I hope she's back from the bachelor party that she was at. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that sounded bad. Not bachelor that didn't, party. Didn't sound bachelor, great. The bachelor TV show party. Mm, that mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully she'll be back and we can uh, have some Packers rumors, rumblings from all the, uh, the tampering window being open at that point. So we should do that. But uh, before we go, Dusty, you got any articles or anything coming out? Yeah, I've got uh, today, so when this will be Wednesday, I'm continuing my series of uh, revisiting the 2019 season and looking at a couple big plays from each game or a play or two, I guess. So this week I'm actually up to week four, which is the uh, Eagles game, first loss of the season. Uh, it's fun going back through these. Uh, I mentioned this last week, and it, I think it's doubly so in losses, just because you get these, I, you forget the things that happen along the way. I mean, I think of the Eagles game, I think of they got killed against the run, and then there's that um, the interception at the end. Uh, where MVS was like bear hugged at the goal line. Those oh, yeah. are th- those are things I remember from that game. What you don't, what I don't remember is some of the other stuff that happened. So it's fun revisiting that. So this week, it's uh, directly before the first half. Uh, the Packers were down uh, fourteen. No, they're down down eight. I'm sorry, they're down like twenty one to thirteen with about a minute remaining on their own thirty. And that's Rogers had. Uh, it was Rodgers to Allison on basically two consecutive plays. One that was a 30-yarder on third and six where he went up high. You probably remember the catch. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a, the very next play. It was a spike. They were out of timeouts. And the very next play was a touchdown. So I got to dive into that a little bit, which is fun, again, because I don't really remember that when I'm thinking about the, the, the Eagles game. So kind of revisiting that game specifically because it is the first loss and looking at some of the stuff, it's it's fun. So that will be up over on uh, – over on Cheesehead TV around uh, noonish Central uh, today. Very cool. Uh, I've got two things. The first one, I am taking any and all recommendations from people because I had to start taking a new medication for my eyes that apparently takes anything that is a carbonated beverage and makes it taste metallic. So mm-hmm. sodas, beers, uh, all that kind of good stuff that I would drink all the time no longer happening apparently the only exception for beer is uh mexican beer apparently that doesn't it's not affected i don't know why but that's uh the nurse's brother takes the same medication he's like yeah he drinks coronas all the time not a problem he says it tastes fine I'm like okay so i've at least got one beer but yeah, uh, you, got you know ne- negro modelo exactly. Modelo is a superior beer you got a couple Oh, there's a couple in there. I always like Pacificos. Like those were my mm-hmm. uh, go-to. Mm-hmm. I don't like Corona. I think it's trash. Actually, it's garbage uh, beer. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, but I'm taking suggestions because I'm always looking for now non-carbonated beverages that I can drink. At, you know, at work, I always appreciate everybody telling me to drink bourbon and scotch and wine and everything. I get that. I I have the alcohol covered. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would be more than happy if you have any. Uh, you know. Suggestions down that way. Uh, also, number two, I don't know if Dusty has a couple of minutes where you'd like to make fun of the Rams um, logo at all. I do. It's um, <laughs> But I just wanted to get your thoughts because obviously the Packers are not competent enough in your mind to come up with a, a – and I've never said I wanted them to have a new logo. I've never said that. <laughs> So your tweet just enraged me, and then you didn't reply, which enraged me more. No, I thought it was better if I left it. 
Yeah, but, no, it's a remarkably bad. It's 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 so bad. It's so bad that I um I couldn't couldn't even start to try to think of anything halfway like funny to say about it. People were coming up with some very very good uh, options. One of my favorite ones was uh, looks like Clay Matthews in the middle of a hair flip. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. It's it's like an arena logo that they put an intern on. Like it's it's or like a like a mall like the logo for like a like a mall or something. It's it's so bad. I don't even have anything to say about it other than it's it's so comically bad. I thought the leak was um, I thought it was a joke. You thought it was, it was on purpose to be funny? Yeah, or it was, like, not an NFL team. Like, it was an Arena League team or something. Like, I, I yeah, I did not think it was real. It was just I think one, so one of my favorites I saw was that it looks like Trump's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Uh, but, yeah, it was just one of the things that first, my first thought was, like, was this for the XFL and they just switched them? Or yeah. had to be something, but... Uh, no, at some point, I promise everybody listening, I will do the episode about the Packers' uniforms. I don't think they should ever touch the G. The G stays forever. And most of their normal <laughs> uniforms stay forever as well. But their alternates are always trash, and it, I'm diving a little too deep. But mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a good one, I promise. It'll be a good one. One of these weeks, I'll give Dusty and Sarah the week off, and we'll have a little bit of fun, and then my Twitter mentions will go through the roof. So... Yeah. But but it's been fun. Uh, Dusty, we'll catch you next week. Hopefully Sarah should be back. Uh, make sure, as always, to follow Dusty at Dusty Evely, um, at Steve Perhatch, and for Sarah, at Sarah Kelher 4. And as always, at Packaday Podcast. So uh, keep up the interactions. We love chatting with you guys, and we'll catch you next week. As always, go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.